<laughs> I think it'll start right now. It, it, I think we just started. There that was go. a good intro. That was good, Mark. Nice job. <laughs> there's uh, there's Jim's, Jim's attempt at the intro this week for episode 19. That's why Brent does it. Yeah, well, you know, we had to give him a chance, and he blew it, so it's, it's over now. <laughs> Maybe next time you can call it in, Jim. All right. <laughs> so we have a ton of topics to talk about today, but nobody... A ton of topics to talk about. But hey, Wait, I'm earlier. Do you just want to do the show yourself? Actually, aren't you going to welcome our guests back? I'm not going to welcome anybody in this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we got the happy three there. Hey, Ed, welcome to the show again. Well, thanks for inviting me again. Hey, no problem. Yeah, Everybody liked pleasure. you, so we had you back. And uh, again, hopefully, we got at least one or two listeners from the Iron Warriors in Arizona after Jim capped Harley's last week. But uh, Ed's here to represent. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, lucky you. My name is Elvis. <laughs> nice to have another Goldwing rider on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God forbid we're serious and talk about real topics on the show. Right. Brent drives around in a power wheels. Uh, anyway, what's, what's, in your, what's in your show notes? There? Power wheels. Oh, wait, wait. We were supposed to remotely do the show from last week. We were supposed to go out to Brent's, crash the gate, tell the guards that they're nothing more than mall cops, and tell them to send the $500 bill to... Uh, to Brent, and that's why Ed basically wanted to get in on this. He was going to come down and be the third car, so it'd be a fifteen hundred dollar bill when we all crash the gate. That's a good deal. Yeah. Glad you didn't, because it really doesn't go to me. It goes to the homeowner, and then you know they can take it evict out against you. they lean their house. They so, would evict you. Yeah, that's fine. That would be awesome. I mean, <laughs> anything that leads to my eviction is cool. Okay, good. Well, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'll come and live with you. Yeah, I think not. You can go live with uh, Jim and his two dogs. Just think how many times I'd get dinner every night because, you know, it's 6 o'clock you eat. Uh-huh. You've got a couple empty rooms now, don't you? Yeah. Mark? Plenty of space. Everybody yeah. moved out, couldn't stand him. No, not, not for... <laughs> I won't Ouch. even let Brent drive into my street. I don't have a gate. I'm not, I don't live in a gated community, Brent. You, you won't, feel you won't let me drive down your street? Oh, you're in for something. I know where you live. I will drive up and down your street. Oh. You could call it into your local police department. Yeah, with all the budget cuts, they'll be here in about two hours. <laughs> all right, so what's what's with the show? Everyone's waiting for these safety tips we're supposed to be giving out. Well, we have a bunch of news, and then we have, we have a reader question that you guys failed to answer last time. So we got to have two this week. We have two? What, what's the second one? No, I don't know. I just said we should have two. If there was one from last week, we should have at least one more. Well, there isn't one more. Oh, people aren't writing in. Yeah, I think it's because of your attitude. Ladies Good. and gentlemen, please excuse Mark and Brent. They're both mentally challenged, but we are equal opportunity employers, so that's why they're here. Thank you. We probably would have got more questions if Jim didn't uh, offend all the Harley owners last week. <sighs> oh, I could oh, yeah, say I, I would like to extend my condolences. Ed said that... Uh, Two of their riders went down at a, uh, I guess it was a bridge toll plaza. They put their foot down, but the oil leaking from their crankcase, they <laughs> fell over, and uh, they got a couple twisted ankles. I guess they're resting comfortably in ICU, so they, uh, our hats are off to them, and uh, speedy recoveries to you both. 
<laughs> yeah, but you left the first part out, Jim, that there was a couple of Yamahas stopped there, which blew up, and that's where the oil was from, not the Harleys. Ah, uh, that was terrible comeback. <clears throat> yeah, it was better than nothing. Ed had nothing. <laughs> well, I Ed's represented the group, and he had nothing. I think Ed's smart if he just doesn't say anything at all. Ed is probably oh, sorry that he even joined the show so far. Probably. No, I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, All right, we'll go to what? A couple, article, couple articles I got real quick, and then uh, since nobody else has anything. Yeah, I have 15 different topics to talk about. But Good, I'll go, go first. Thanks, you go Brian. ahead. Uh, thank you. Uh, you have the checkbook, right? <laughs> you write away. Oh, I, you know, me and Jim wrote the book, but I have no idea where the money's going or or our bookkeeper called Brent is uh, skimming the money. Yeah. It so, sucks hey, when you give somebody else control over everything, doesn't it? That's all right. We'll come visit you in jail. Hey, the, oh, talking yeah, about... What, the six bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of skimming, skimming is really on the rise everywhere. Um, it's become such a big skimming problem. Dipping? I don't <laughs> even know what skimming is, so why don't you explain what skimming is? Well, I was trying to before everybody interrupted. Well, it's uh, the sk- there's skimming devices. People are going to gas stations and bank ATMs, and they actually fit them over the regular ATM slots, and they look just like the regular slot you put your card into. Um, and sometimes they have a camera nearby that'll pick up your PIN number, but it picks up the personal information. And there could be somebody with a laptop parked in the parking lot getting your information, and it it steals the credit card and debit numbers personal identification numbers they make their own cards and they drain your account and it's huge um they actually had some gas stations all across the bay area that had these devices put at the gas pumps and it was a big group from los angeles that came into the bay area and put them on a bunch of different gas stations and they just they rob people blind they empty out their bank accounts and you don't even know it until your account's empty and they say one of the best ways to try to combat that instead of using the debit option on your card is to use the the charge option and that way pin numbers can't be tracked mm-hmm. but that's a it's really a huge thing right now with uh, the skin um, ATMs gas stations even the the supermarkets they've been found because a lot of those are little remote devices uh, right by where you pay and people are replacing those and uh, putting their card skimmers there and it just rips off all the information. Here's another article. From, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't keep just on blazing through articles. Can we actually discuss that for a second? Okay, let's discuss that. Brent, go so ahead. So how do you protect yourself? Didn't I just say that? Were you, uh, you weren't Condoms listening? Condoms are recommended. No. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Hey, every, I- single, every single person is some kind of ATM technician, and they're going to know what they're looking for? Or Ed's going to say if, something. If you Google skimming on the... Uh, you know, skimming devices with picks and look at Google on there. I was absolutely amazed at how professional the devices looked over the machines. Yeah, looks just like it. Yeah, you couldn't tell. And, it's, and right. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. Is it, what are they showing me? A regular ATM machine, or are they showing me a skimming device? And sure enough, it was a skimming device that they perfectly manufactured to cover the part of the machine where you put your card in. And I'm like, well, how the heck am I supposed to pick that out? You know, but it's uh, pretty impressive. I was in, I was really impressed that they're they, they're actually making devices that that well made that you can't even tell. Yeah, yeah that's I, saw a, I saw a YouTube video where they actually mounted one of these, you know, those external uh, lobbies that you go into ATMs. You have to use your card to get into the lobby itself of the bank, and then there's yep. an ATM there sealed off from the bank. They actually installed one in this interior lobby of a bank itself. It was just, it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty scary. 
Yeah. And they'll record hundreds, and if not more, of cards, their PIN numbers. Once they have that information, they make their own cards, and they'll drain somebody's bank account in a matter of a day. You don't even know it until uh, you start getting overdraft notices. And it's really scary what's out there. And that's why they say one of the options, I mean, it's some of them are obviously, you know, if they feel really loose or something's wrong, don't use it. But they recommend using the charge option. You're a lot more protected. Your personal bank account won't get drained. Whereas if it's a charge account, it could be disputed. Um, but even then, you're liable for up to a certain amount. You got to report it right away. But the best thing is to check your statements regularly, whether it's your charge statements, whether it's your. Uh, bank account, go online, check them at least every other day. Make sure there's no unauthorized charges on there. And what I started doing is using my charge card um, as often as I can. Rather than my my bank card, the uh, the ATM one, I use the, the charge card. And I just make payments from my uh, checking account to that. But you're a lot more protected that way. Or you could do what I do. Not you use the ATM. Live, uh, live paycheck to paycheck in poverty and never have <laughs> enough money in the bank for anyone to uh, to worry about. So yeah, what do you, do you do? You just cash it out at the cash, you know, the check cashing place, and just take it home as as like dollar bills and stuff. Because that's so, really the same. Rolls of quarters, but <laughs> rolls of quarters. <laughs> All right, so. Anything else, Mark? I would. Yeah, rather. yeah. There's an article here, and this relates to at home also. This is just an article I came across today. Uh, four men failed in their attempt to rob a bank Monday morning when the bank's employee refused to unlock the door to let them in. 9:30 <laughs> a.m. The four men approached uh, the bank in the 3700 block of Lone Tree Way. The four wore <clears throat> black hooded sweatshirts and masks over their faces. One of the men displayed a handgun as they tried to walk in. However, the bank has a front door that can only be open when an employee presses a button on the inside. After they could not get inside, the men jumped into a car and sped away. And this relates to your house, too. A lot of people, you know, the summertime's here. It's nice and uh, warm. They leave their front doors open, windows open, especially when they they sleep. And people go through, and Ed, you know, being a former cop, you know this, too. Some of the people, their job is, to, during the night, is to walk up to houses, try front doors, try windows, and just like this bank, if that door was left unlocked, they would have become a victim of crime. And if you leave your windows and doors unlocked, especially during the night, you're going to become a victim of crime. you you got to take precautions. And, uh, you know, if you want to leave your windows open for ventilation, you get these little locks you could put on the, the sliding part of your window to where the window only opens an inch or two. And then uh, it's jammed. You could stick a board in there to, to keep it from opening up. But most of the time, people come into the house in the middle of the night. Uh, it's because people leave their doors and, and windows unlocked. And in fact, just recently, there was a town nearby where they're warning people. Uh, people are climbing in windows and getting into houses in the middle of the night while people are sleeping and walking around, um, stealing stuff. And just, I don't know about you, but I'd be, you know, thinking that someone was walking around the house when I'm asleep and there's not a very comfortable feeling. Shouldn't Ed be uh, talking about this? Because isn't that his new job with the militia? Uh, doing the breaking and entering and, and uh, taking care of business? <laughs> no, I was just going to say, if I was a good-looking girl, I'd make sure I had my windows closed, but uh, I'm not that lucky. And I've just been leaving mine open, hoping a hot, you know, cat bird will come in. Oh, here we go. So, Brent's going to start talking about his cross-dressing activities. Oh, back to imagine, that? uh, that's, like, that's like from episode one. I forgot you why he never, gets any, he never gets any takers outside his window. 
Yeah, well, that's why I keep a board there so I can hit them when they come through. On a serious <laughs> note, where I used to work, uh, next to Brent's uh, gated community, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, we had a guy on parole in the middle of the night, and th- this started a uh, uh, crime spree that lasted for about a month and a half. And it was always like on Tuesday nights between midnight and, I mean, you could almost count on a call coming in all over different areas of the city. And it was this guy that would actually, uh, he'd start walking houses, he'd park down the street, and like he owned the neighborhood, he'd go to dark houses, go to the back, and uh, if there was an unlocked slide or anything, he'd walk right in. And the people sleeping in their beds would wake up to this six foot five giant dude going through their dressers. And right away they'd sit up and in a panic, you know, the husband would say, what are you doing? And the guy would calmly turn around and look at them and say, leaving. And, and he'd just <laughs> stroll out of, the, out of the house. And uh, then they'd watch him just casually walk down the street. And, uh, of course, by the time they, they pick up the phone and then the call comes to us, the guy's long gone. But That's an uh, awesome answer. <laughs> this, this guy, I'll never forget him. In fact, there's a chapter of the book written about him under uh um cat burglars but this guy we ended up doing a uh, a sting and just got incredibly lucky and stopped his vehicle as he was leaving the town and uh he had jewelry in the vehicle from like four burglaries prior and and uh he was a parolee and i i i just told him i said dude what are you doing you, you take such an incredible chance on someone pulling out a, a gun and just capping your ass. And he looked at calmly at me and he says, hey, it's a game. He goes, uh, it comes down to whether I'm better at my job or you're better at your job. Tonight you were better at your job. But he goes, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a job. And he had no remorse, no emotion, no nothing. And I'll never forget what he told me about that. You know, to him it was just a game. But I... I can't believe that some homeowner didn't pull out a, uh, you know, a nine and just cap him, you know, in the middle of the night like that. But this guy was what's, just so blatant. It was incredible. What's scary is when he gets out of jail or prison, he's going to do the same thing. They're going to revert right back to what worked for him. And it all, you know, like I said, summertime is here. People like to leave windows open for ventilation. I don't care where you live, whether it's, a, you know, an affluent community or wherever, there is no Mayberry left. If, if, if you leave your windows open, you leave your doors unlocked, it's going to happen. You need to take precautions. Hey, Jim, was that around the mid-90s? It was. Yeah, so he's probably yeah, he lived. Yeah, uh, he lived uh, right near the train trestle in, uh, in your old town there. Where are yeah, you saying, yeah. where are you saying he, Ed, he's probably out by now? Well, he probably is. You know how California does sentence in you know, 15 years, and you'll be out in three with good behavior. Well, we'll, we'll give him Brent's address. Brent said he's been trying to get someone <laughs> to climb in his window lately. Well, Ed and Mark, you'll both know before they did the revamping downtown, but remember when you went down uh, Railroad, and uh, right before the train trestles, there, there were those shoddy apartments on the left, like two-story blue apartments? That that's, uh, that's, that's where the guy lived. Huh. I think right near Central, somewhere yeah. somewhere. There. I think you're yeah. talking about my city. What? No, wait, that's my house. <laughs> Shoddy apartment? Yeah, that was yeah. it. Shoddy dump. That's my place. Anyway, I got another article here. This one here. Woman shot in head. This was on the uh, the internet the other day. Um, Linda Burnett, 23, a resident of San Diego, was visiting her in-laws. And while there, she went to a nearby supermarket to pick up some groceries. Later, her husband noticed her sitting in her car in the driveway with the windows rolled up and her eyes closed with both hands behind the back of her head. 
He became concerned and walked over to the car. He noticed that Linda's eyes were now open and she looked very strange. He asked if she was okay and she replied that she had been shot in the back of the head and had been holding her brains in for over an hour. The husband called the paramedics who broke into the car because the doors were locked and she refused to remove her hands from the back of her head. When they finally got in, they found she had a wad of bread dough on the back of her head. A Pillsbury biscuit canister had exploded from the heat, making a loud noise that sounded like a gunshot, and the wad of dough hit her in the back of the head. When she reached back to find out what it was, she felt the dough and thought it was her brains. She initially passed out but quickly recovered. And the editor, editor added that uh, she was a blonde, a Democrat, and Obama supporter, but that could all be a coincidence. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I could see that's realistic. You hear a loud bam, and you feel something hit your head hard, and you reach back, and there's something gooey and slimy, and you think it's your brain. So. And then when you reach forward and you taste it and it tastes like dough, what? Yeah, I bet she can never uh, cook biscuits again without that was uh, on. That was actually on Mythbusters. They did a whole thing on that. Did they really? Exploding. She's still married? Because that's the kind of girl I'd like to meet, like, you know, on a Friday night. <laughs> well, here's another thing I saw on the news. It said, woman was arrested. I love you, honest. Woman, anyway, hope woman you're arrested listening. for calling 911 five times to find a husband. Now, if she had simply called Jim's dispatch the first time, she would have hooked up with Jim and they would have lived happily ever hour, uh, after. She never would have even been arrested. Is her name Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> Should be. Should be. Yeah. So what's new in uh, the big hot city, Ed? It's hot. It's 103, well, only 104 outside, but uh, other than that, it's, it hasn't been too bad. It's actually been really, really naggy, uh, nasty and humid. Because we've been having rains, or they call them monsoons here, but it's not really monsoons. It's just rains. Naggy and humid. <laughs> yeah, nasty, nasty and humid. He is, he is married. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the uh, the word that stuck in my brain there. <laughs> turn turn my head. It's a bad combo. Hey, so your new law is supposed to take effect here shortly, right? Is that still yeah. on? Yes, from what I understand, yeah, they're still fighting it in court. I have Obama didn't win the lawsuit against uh, Arizona. Well, no, his hasn't even started yet. He hasn't started in yet. This is just another one that, that they're they're going through. Uh, the federal judge that's looking at it, though, she's actually, the way she broke it down in the article I read, she's uh, taking it piece by piece. She's not taking the whole law and just tossing it out. There may be issues in the law like, uh, okay, how do you determine whether or not he has papers? How long could you hold him until he proves he has papers or doesn't have papers? Things that didn't cover in the law, which are open-ended. You can have a guy in custody for six months trying to find out who knows you know what. So there were some valid issues they were arguing about in there, but it doesn't look like the whole law is going to get thrown out itself. It probably will be, uh, go into effect, which you is know, good but, because we got about 15 other states that are going to start copying and following suit. But, you know, people – I've heard people make comments saying, hey, look, you know, here driving around California, wherever, anywhere in the United States, you get stopped by a police officer, you have to show ID. You open up a bank account, you got to show ID. You buy an airline ticket, you know, go to check-in, you have to show ID. Everybody has to show ID. So why is it a big thing, you know, for in Arizona to try to prove that you're a, you know, a U.S. citizen when when you get stopped? I don't know. There's a lot of theories to why they're fighting it so hard. Is because if if it actually passes and goes through here and works, every other state, every other state's going to do the same thing. They're, they're pretty. Everybody's pretty much fed up with the same issues. Well, there's so a few have, following pretty closely. I think isn't it like Massachusetts and a something, a couple other ones. Yeah, there's like, a, like, I think, a dozen or so that are actually watching real closely what happens. If ours goes through, they'll be following suit with almost carbon copies of our law, knowing that you can't beat it. 
So you you can see it sweeping all the way across the country, and I think that's what the original uh, the people that are fighting it are worried about. Because if it happens here and starts sweeping across the country, and they're already writing articles that uh, the illegals are fleeing the state, they're going to Pennsylvania. Apparently, Pennsylvania is a pretty popular state for illegals. I I don't know if they're real pro illegal or however that goes, but um, they're all. I've read several articles where they're all fleeing to Pennsylvania. You know, good for them, I guess, but. Well, I guess here, they can so. go to San Francisco also. What do they call themselves there? A uh, Sanctuary City. Sanctuary City, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that firsthand there before, right before I moved back down here. It's pretty yep, disgusting. Home of the Harley. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that Jim's hung on to that for two shows now. Normally grabs on to something new every show, but he's hanging on to that Harley. Well, well, I heard the M word come out. I figure he's going to work me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's an article in here that's talking about how Mexico is gearing up for this law, too. It's talking about how they're uh, actually starting to put together shelters to prepare for the arrival of all the deportees. Yeah, well. Across the border, so. You know, when Ed's got stories with this, though, um, that a big drug dealer that uh, Ed busted and got deported back, and he was back, what, within a day or two, Ed? Oh, it was, it was that was, that's the guy who had 60000 in cash in his trunk? Yeah, I think but I think he was back on uh, U.S. soil before you finished the police report. Well, it was even it was almost as bad as that, if not worse. In in 1988, before I got involved in in law enforcement, he was he was caught going southbound on I-5 in California, and had sixty or eighty thousand dollars in cash in the trunk of his car. CHP asked him where did he get the money. He says, "I don't know whose money it is." So they confiscate the money and deport him to Mexico. And then less than three years later, he was back in Northern California in East County, and he owned two stores and two two homes, and he was still illegal. Yet he was able to able to buy houses and, and homes and all that. And the guy he probably had a fifth grade education. So you, something's wrong. Something's definitely That's wrong. That's one year more than Brent has. <clears throat> <laughs> and that proves to me that we're all doing something totally wrong. <laughs> but yeah, long long and the short of it is, I, I wound up doing a case on him when I worked narcotics. And the feds took it to Mexico, and the last I heard in, in 2004, uh, I, from all things, from a, from a Mexican laborer that I was working with on a construction site who knew him in, uh, in Jalisco, down in Mexico, said, yeah, he's down there and he's afraid to come back. But he's still, oh, really? running, his business, he's still running his business from down there, you know, because he was bringing in hundreds of tons of, uh, well, not tons, but hundreds of kilos of dope uh, per month via the, there's, there's a big nursery out there in uh in uh, in uh, that town that's south of uh, the unincorporated area, that they were muling the stuff in on trucks inside of uh, plants and all that kind of stuff, and the guy was very successful. I was pulling uh, garbage runs on his business where he was calculating millions of dollars at a time. Yet he was just in a little corner grocery store, so he was doing well for himself. There's yeah. a lot of underground stuff going on. You hear about these people being deported, and you know they're, they're back in no time, and they kind of laugh at it, saying, "Hey, I'll be back within a week. It, it's no big deal." Yeah, it's true. They, uh, it's a revolving door. Until we stop that door, this is, is not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I'm sure most of us look at it, if, you're here, if you came here legally, I mean, immigrants are welcome. You come here le- legally, that's fine. But, you know, if you're illegal here, my God, if you're illegal in Mexico, they have some strict stuff. If, uh, if you're an illegal American in, uh, in Mexico, I was reading some of the laws, you can't buy beachfront property. There's all kinds of stuff you can't do and what's not allowed if you're, you know, an American over there and you're there illegal. But I don't know. It's kind of it's going to be interesting to see which way this Arizona law goes, if it's going to get thrown out, if it's going to stay intact, because I think that's going to really, you know, be what the future is going to hold, if states are going to follow or if they're going to back away from it. 
it's going to force the feds to do something. Either either they're going to give it a blanket amnesty across the board to everybody, or they, they got to do something because the states just can't take control of the immigration issue and run with it themselves. Right. It's actually it's it's a federal issue, you know. So it'll definitely get uglier before it gets better. Or oh yeah, yeah or it gets finished. One of the two. Hmm. Just trying to see if we had any other articles related to this, but I don't think we do. All right, so does that wrap up that mess? We'll move on. I to think that mess. wraps up that mess. Okay, so <laughs> this is interesting. The uh, well, Oakland, California, just became the uh, first city in the country to authorize large-scale industrial pot cultivation. So basically, what they're saying is that they've authorized in their city limits to be able to have large-scale pot production for medical use. So I, I can't possibly see anything going wrong with this. So I'm just uh, curious about some opinions on that. I mean, how, how does that affect the local police department? Man robs bank in clown pants and fake breast? Really? That's in your show notes, Brent? <laughs> Why are you reading the show notes now when I just asked you a question? It just caught my eye. That sounds really interesting. How we're going to get that's, that's like six down from where we're at. Why don't you get there? When we get there, you can talk about it. All right. All right. We'll you, I, you get there. I know. Side note, I'm stuck on these ugly pictures that Mark sent me. It's called There Are Worst Things in Oil on the Beach. And I can't seem to delete this email. It's got some of the pictures of the most grotesque people I've ever seen in my life flopping around on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you got a copy, Jim. I just sent one to you, Brent. No, Jim, picture, Jim picture took care of that. It's actually Brent. On vacation. Yeah, Jim Jim actually took care of that. He just just canceled his old email address and didn't give Mark his new one. <laughs> That's how he took care of that email problem. Why do we got to stop talking about the clown with breast? We're going to get to that. You guys can talk all about it. I know that you don't get to say breasts a lot, so it's cool. Well, you, you, just, see, you, you, just, covered, you just covered the Mexico immigration thing. At, which is listed after the clown pants and fake breast. So that's your because show notes you, are all out of order. I don't want to point it out, but that's because you didn't read the show notes and Let's secondly, do the clown. started that. Okay, let's take a vote. Who says the clown? Can we just clown. answer the question on the clown. floor right you, now? Ed, oh, Ed clown? Uh, uh, whatever you got, I go with the majority. Oh, oh so you're one of those. <laughs> I don't want to get kicked off the show. Well, yeah, we know who voted for Obama now. I do control that switch. So we're not talking about politics, remember? Stop clowning around, you guys. Okay, I say, I say the clown with the breast sounds good to me for a minute. Can we just answer the question I just asked first? Just okay. once? What was the question, Brent? Ha, uh, large-scale production pot plants, pot farming, <laughs> Oakland, California. How's it going to affect the police departments, local safety? Is it? It won't. It won't. There ain't, there's no cops in Oakland anymore. <laughs> that, is off. that is yeah, true. That is true. So basically, they're screwed. Is that the answer? Yeah, the and if they don't are. pass the measure, if they don't pass the uh, property tax um, increase of three hundred and sixty dollars a pars parcel, then they're going to lose another one hundred and twenty-two cops in twenty eleven. And that would leave basically them, what, like goes six down guys? to twenty-five percent of their uh, police force. So Bart is pot. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got one opening for sure. Yeah, definitely one for chief there for a while too, but that's over. So, is pot going to be legal this year? I don't think it's ever going to be legal. I think 
restrictions are going to lighten up a little bit, but I don't think it's going to get to the, the point of you, being You don't think it's going to be legal and taxable? I, I think they're I so desperate so. for tax money, they're going to go for legalizing. That, that's what the whole issue is. They want the money from the taxation, or they I'll think agree. they're going to get taxation money. Yeah, but they're saying now, looking at uh, projected you know, projections of legalizing or not, they, they think it's actually not going to be as uh, lucrative as what they, they first thought. Yeah. So I'm going to be on the fence on that one. I, I do not think it's going to be legalized, but I'm kind of on the fence on that one. Hard to believe you'd be on the fence about anything. Miracles <laughs> <laughs> do happen, Brian. Wow, it's it's kind of cool in a way. Mark's All right, so, so clown pants. There you go. So uh, Swissvale, Pennsylvania. Authorities say Pittsburgh area man. Oh, maybe it's Pittsburgh. I don't know. What's PA? Pittsburgh. Okay, so. Pennsylvania. California? Pennsylvania. There you go. No. <laughs> But that would be funny, wouldn't it? So, a man robbed a bank wearing a woman's blonde wig, fake breasts, under a sweater, and clown pants. What size were the breasts? I don't. How did it look? I don't think it matters. I'm assuming it looked strange. So Jim's getting a little excited when you read that description out. So basically, I'm on the edge see. of my seat right now. <laughs> it's the clown pants, huh? That's what did it. So, Swissvale, police say 48-year-old Dennis Hawkins of North Braddock was sitting in a parked car covered in red dye from an exploding packet and a bag of money when he was arrested Saturday. The police chief says Hawkins robbed the bank at gunpoint using a toy BB gun he had shoplifted. Probably the same story he got his pants and his fake boobs. Uh, says he then entered the woman's car. She got out, took her keys, alerted police. Hawkins was found sitting in the car, currently being held on $230,000 in bail. And uh, they don't know if he has an attorney. I'm assuming he should get one. But you know, I'm, uh, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I'm thinking it would be an easy disguise to spot running down the street. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking what kind of day are you having that possesses you to put on clown pants and fake breasts? And then sit in the car while the exploding dye packet goes off. See, but that's where he blew it was getting in a lady's car. If he had one of those little toy cars that twelve <laughs> clowns used to cram into, if twelve of them pulled this off, they'd never be able to get a good ID on one of them, and they'd throw the case out. So I that's think true. he should have had a 12, clown car. All twelve could run in different directions, and they wouldn't know which one to chase. Well, that chase the one with the boobs. No, I said if they were all dressed alike. Oh, dressed like yeah. I don't listen to you much, so that's probably why I didn't get that. <laughs> you know, if they all had boobs, they probably <laughs> couldn't get twelve in the car. Too, they'd but... probably get eight in the car if they had boobs, because you have to consider the amount of uh, square foot that the boobs would take up, depending the on shoes. the size of the boobs. <laughs> it's all about the boobage and the shoes being big and the shoes. Yeah. Okay, so now that we're over that one, we can get back to. I've never dated a girl with shoes bigger than. Boobs. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm trying to think that. I don't think you've ever dated a girl with shoes or boobs, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're no, I did me. date one with clown shoes, but she rode a Harley. Uh, didn't last very long. Uh, that would be hard to ride a bike with clown shoes, but hey, whatever. Anything's possible. Getting a date's possible, I guess. So let's see. Uh, things have happened. All right. So the next item here is. Uh, Clowns need love too. Yeah. Don't they though? Clowns are creepy. 
So let's see. Um, there's a good one in here on dealing with uh, citizens legally carrying a concealed weapon, which goes back to what we talked about the last show. But let's talk about the uh, shows. We covered that. We beat that dead. I don't think it's dead because I guess these people decided that it was important enough to talk about it again. Okay. So, um, citizen assistance and asking for it as a police officer. And what have you ever asked for citizen assistance? Like if you're in the middle of an arrest or needing help doing something else, or what do you guys think about when you ask for that assistance from a citizen? And what is that citizen obligated or not obligated to do? Ah, hello. You know, I want to say there's something in there that, uh, great answer when there's just dead silence. No, I'm thinking because the few times, the few times I've been involved in that situation, uh, these citizens volunteered to help me. I didn't, I didn't ask them to help me. They volunteered, which was very much appreciated. But I mean, if I was out there by myself, you know, with something, uh, you know, where I'm getting my ass kicked or anything and I, I tell someone to do something. I'm I'm not sure if that's something I would really count on getting done in case it's someone that maybe isn't fond of the police or doesn't want to get involved. Right. So the the part that I was well, in reading this this thing that I dug up about this, what they're talking about the officer asking for help or demanding help and actually they're saying in here that some states actually have statutes in place that the officers can basically demand your assistance and those people have to assist, which I have not heard of in California. Now, I thought California had a code like that, if I remember correctly. I think you, did have one where you can command a citizen's assistance and it's actually a crime not to not to assist them. Man, I mean, just think about the but I guess you have to think about that depending on the situation, obviously, but. You know, I could imagine that you end up getting it, you know, the whole thing turns to a big pile right there because you asked the wrong person for help. But the only times that I've seen that situation come into play, it's and it's not when the cop's able to ask somebody for help. It's when the cop's in a violent struggle, down on the ground, fighting somebody, you know, the news chopper captures it. You see people finally eventually run in to help there was one struggle where this cop was fighting this guy for well over three or four minutes and a couple of citizens finally went in to go help him but most of the time if you're in a fight for your life you're not looking around to see who's there you're not saying help me help me you're in a fight for your life and most of the time hopefully citizens will will come in to help occasionally you get the bad guys friends coming in and and helping them but I've never seen a situation where an officer has an opportunity to ask somebody for help other than maybe saying, you know, get on my radio and call for backup or, or something like that. But I've never seen an officer ask somebody to help, you know, physically get involved into a struggle or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it actually goes on to state in here that, yeah, some of these statutes allow for officers to arrest citizens who refuse or fail to come to their aid when so ordered. So I guess that comes down to knowledge of the person well, I, I mean, I, I guess if I was in that situation as a citizen, I would either want to help or not want to help and hopefully offer my assistance before having to be asked, especially if the guy was getting his ass handed to him. But, I mean, there's a lot of liability issues, the potential of the citizen not having the ability to actually help. Their yeah, if the citizen got hurt trying to help, all of a sudden, uh, you know, who's going to pay for that lawsuit? 
Well, yeah, my situation was we had a report of a, a guy with a shotgun in a car, and it was in a Hispanic bar, and we went in to contact the responsible, and uh, he went running out the front door, and I chased him out onto Willow Pass in the middle of the night and tackled him in the middle of the street, and uh, and the fight was on, and it was just me and him. My cover didn't know uh, where I was, and I don't. All I put out was foot chase. I didn't get a chance to put out, you know, where I was. Was he wearing and clown I, pants and fake boobs? <laughs> different suspect. <laughs> different one. <clears throat> so Sorry. anyway, you know, this, all I remember was my baton and everything was scattered all over the middle of the street. And I'm, I'm trying to get this guy's hair and slam his face into the pavement. And, uh... I remember this squealing tires of, of this car coming to stop like two feet away from us and the driver jumps out and he says, officer, what can I do to help? And I just looked at him and I was so tired, I, I couldn't even, uh, I could barely talk. And I, I said, uh, get my handcuffs, you know, and, and cuff them. And, uh, and the guy helped me. He was a big help. But, you know, every now and then you see these heroic acts by citizens where, you know, like maybe an officer's been shot and it's on the video cam that, that the citizen is is uh, you know using the radio to let the, let dispatch know that they have an officer down, and a lot of times have been responsible for for the officers' lives being saved from getting help there right away. But um, I I think I think most officers are cautious to try and not get themselves into that situation, and if it does happen unexpectedly, I, I think I'd rather rely on someone offering to help rather than me ordering someone to help because. You just don't know what the uh, what the outcome is going to be. You might be contributing to the problem by ordering the wrong person to help you out. Well, that's because we don't arrest people in in neighborhoods that have our friends. They we arrest people in neighborhoods that have their friends, right? So, you know, we're usually surrounded by people who already. Are you okay, Brent? Us. Sound like you fell out of your chair there. <laughs> he hit his clown nose on the monitor of his computer. His clown boobs. <laughs> yeah, you know, moves are hitting the keyboard. <laughs> I push my chair out, and that's what I get. That's that's good. Okay, I see. Kind of hard with those paddle feet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my chair went that way across the room. Hey, I don't know how, what you're talking about because I'm giving this podcast from jail. I'm in there for two hundred thirty thousand dollars for the bail. See if you had those sound effects working. That that'd be where you put the bicycle horn. Oh my god. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, can room full of idiots. Okay, so now when we call him Bozo, we can mean it. <laughs> All right, so moving right along, since it's pick on Brent time. Um, let's see. Man calls nine one one leads to his own arrest. Let's see. I wonder if this is actually Mark's story, but I just stole it again. Let's see. Sorry, trying to load That's it. Happen- up. That happens a lot. People call nine one one and they end up having a warrant. Well, Ed used to victims would come into the front lobby of the police department for help, and Ed would run them out for a warrant. He'd arrest, <laughs> he would arrest them, and then say, "When you get out of jail, come back if you still want to file a report." Hey, oh, I used awesome. to I used to work visiting at the jail, and people came in that had that were on parole to visit people who were in jail for parole violation. I did run a gal one time. He came in for a 261 report, and uh, she came back with a warrant. Luckily, her 261 occurred in Concord. So I told her, you better get over there before I arrest you for your warrant. But Now, if just... you explain what 261 is, Ed, you're going to make yourself look like a real ass. 
Well, because it was a bogus report. I think she she was like a defrauding the innkeeper type thing where she was uh, hoping payment for services rendered and he never got the money. Petty so, theft. Right. She said theft. she was raped by a clown, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Defrauding the innkeeper. That sounds very. Uh, that's yeah, was it five five thirty two or something like that. That's very uh, interesting. Yeah, take the food and run. So let's see. So uh, let's see. A man called nine one one early yesterday morning and claimed an armed man was threatening him and trying to break into his apartment. Officers reported they responded quickly with guns drawn to the call. Whereupon the caller greeted them and exclaimed, "There is no gun. I just wanted you guys to get here quicker." The officer reported noticing the caller had alcohol in his breath and involuntarily dancing feet. Oh, I guess that's a new way to tell you if you're DUI. Um, involuntarily dancing feet. feet. Happy, happy, never, happy. Happy feet. So, I've and that the man that in said a, uh, in a report. <clears throat> so the real reason that he called was to complain about his neighbors who bang on his door and they think that he owns the building. Okay, so police said the caller then launched into a vicious tirade of racial epithets about how neighbor before them calmed him down. Okay, blah, 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 blah. So basically, arrested, charged with disturbing the peace, and then while being escorted to the car, the man was reported to exclaim, payback is a bitch, mother bleep, I call the cops every day, you guys need a real job. So, uh, that's, that's good. Don't live in Massachusetts. That's my answer to that one. My God, these people. So, let's see. That one's out of there. What else? Um, oh, here's one that Jim should love. Uh, should uh, life sentences be abolished? Hmm. I think they should be increased. So, the gist of the item in the news would be the impending parole of a 77-year-old man who is, after 43 years in federal prison for murdering a police officer. Uh, let's, let's see, U.S. Parole Commission. So basically, he's going to be paroled at 77, 43 years in jail. Oh, yeah, okay. So, basically, he was put in jail because, obviously, removal of a violent monster from further opportunity to prey on society. But, do you feel it is needed to continue to leave him in jail at 77, even after serving 43 years of a life sentence, or should he be able to be on parole? Well, I think I know the answer to this, right? Which is no. No. <laughs> He killed a cop? Killed a cop. What happened to the death sentence? Why is he still alive? Yeah, see, death sentence is something that people believe at this point is already not going to happen anymore. What, so when, when was the last time Texas in California? Calls, Texas calls, um, executes them pretty regularly, don't they? Yeah, how about California? California, the last execution was, what, eight, ten years ago? Yeah, because they're so sensitive that, you know, the, the poor guy hurts a little bit when the injections go in and he doesn't die instantly and the, he's in a little bit of pain before he dies. So California being all uh, sensitive and everything, yeah, they <clears throat> they haven't executed somebody in a while. So well, my then question, I think they ought to parole this guy. Do you think do you, do you they, think they his legs off? Do you think they swab the guy with alcohol before they give him the... No, never mind. So... 
Let's see. So, uh, yeah. Well, too bad that didn't end up like the guy that um, he was uh, driving a motorcycle drunk, and he ran into a guy and his little girl, nine-year-old girl, and he killed the nine-year-old girl. And he just went to, uh, got sent to San Quentin last week to begin his sentence. And one of the big shots in the prison that has white power tattooed across his forehead um, stabbed the guy in the neck and the chest and killed him. So that they have their own little death sentence um, inside the prisons. Usually, <laughs> anything involving children. If if somebody goes, if a child molester gets sent to prison, or somebody that killed the child, you uh, you better watch your back because uh, they don't like that. Yeah, there's some great there's some great comments on this on this article. Like the first one that says, "Yeah, let's abolish it, life sentences, and make it automatic death penalty for every pos." that gets the automatic, save them up long enough, take them to the range and use them for firearm qualifications. <laughs> you got, you got to love some of the comments. Well, the way you shoot, Brent, that could be a life sentence before you hit them. <laughs> and see, put a little compassion in it, dress them up in a clown suit. Yeah. See, yeah the, it you. The fun, well, it makes it, you might hit the boobs. It does make it more fun if you're in clown pants. So, yeah, that's funny, Mark, because I qualified last week expert. Thanks. Yeah. So how about you? <laughs> Do you even have range? Anytime you want to go to the range. Anytime you want to go to the range. Yeah. And is the old PD still have a range, or is it uh, where do you got to go now? Uh, we use the sheriff's department. Oh, oh you do? Oh, that's too bad. <clears throat> We'll have to end that. Or we could go to the the pond in your gated community and shoot ducks there, Brent. Uh, no need. <laughs> you don't even need to come over, really. Actually, it's cool. Just stay All there. Right. I'll come over. We can shoot it out in front of your house, like the West. Sure. Hey, I got a question for you guys. What's lynching in the penal code? What number? Oh my. Lynch. What area in yeah. California penal code? Yeah, where the you know they're they're taking away the prisoner from you. What's that called? Is it lynching? Two something high one eighties two one eighty two right there around conspiracy. Is it okay? Let me see. Uh, I thought it was four oh three. You know what? I think he's on some four oh three sounds closer down in the uh, kidnapping area. Everybody's everybody is uh, searching now. Nope, not me. I'm reading the next article that we're going to talk about. I just guessed. It's been a while since I had to look up this stuff. Uh, Why, did that happen to you, Brent? <laughs> lynching? Brent got lynched? Yeah. <laughs> or licked. If I was lynched, I wouldn't be on this today, I think. Let's see. So, What do you say it is, 403? Somewhere in there, I think. Might be in the 400s. Yeah, 403 is, uh, what is for? It's got it right here. Oh, it's a uh, breaking up an assembly. Oh. I'm trying to look for that section. I know it's in the penal code somewhere where you, if an officer commands your, you to assist him, you're supposed to, or it's an arrestable offense. I know I've read it in the California penal code before. It's driving me crazy. It's one of those things I'll find as soon as the show's over with. Well, maybe somebody <laughs> out there will tell us what it is. That's why we got listeners. Aren't Let's, you online, Brent? Not me. No, uh, I'm using Skype, but I'm not online. Mark, well, here sorry. we go. Route. <laughs> it's tough because there's like 400 sections for that describe lynching. 
Taking by means of a riot of any person from the lawful custody of a peace officer is a lynching. That's 405A. So we're getting close. Damn, Brent, you were close. Told you. Told you. <laughs> hey, back to the show before we lose our listeners. Let's get to an interesting topic. FBI warns of new cell phone scam. Well, why don't we take an, uh, why don't you uh, flip Reader through our question? book? Why don't you flip through our book and stop at a page and see what the article is and we can cover that. Something why don't we do the reader text. question? Oh. Let's do the reader question. Okay, let's do the reader question. Uh, outvoted. Okay, so I'm going to read this reader question. The first two words have nothing to do with me. Get it? My boyfriend was arrested on a $700 <laughs> I just saw it coming. I wanted to just get it out of the way. You saw what? Oh, wow. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm three. Mark's boyfriend was arrested on a $700 warrant. Was he wearing clown shoes? Clown <laughs> pants. Okay, so well, that would make you happy anyway. Okay, so I'll I'll take this on. Okay, my boyfriend. Yeah, I wish I had a clown horn right now. <laughs> <That's so bad. laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, our poor listeners. Those Want to try that again, Brent? Okay. Brent's boyfriend. My boyfriend <laughs> was arrested on a seven hundred dollar warrant for tickets. That bastard. He didn't receive a court notice, of course, and therefore didn't go to court. How long will he probably have to be in jail if he's not bailed out? Let's use California as an example. Up to 72 hours. And probably a lot less, right? Or would he actually go in front of the judge? So you're saying like a weekend, right? Yeah, he could be held uh, till the next court date if he's arrested on a warrant. So goes in on a Friday, comes out on a Monday after he talks to the judge. Yep. So, potential of three days, but on a normal weekday, really the next morning, more than likely. And tell your loser boyfriend that's what you get for uh, giving a bogus address when you get booked and uh, not giving a current address to the court. Uh, are, you about, are you talking about my boyfriend? Yeah, that was for Brent to tell his boyfriend. <laughs> okay, good, thanks. For Goldwing. So, 700 buck warrant, that's like, what, two speeding tickets maybe out here? It's like... Well, the way they've raised all the court fees lately, it could be one big speeding ticket and a failure to appear. Right, which he would have gotten because of the, the, well, the no court notice. Right, so she's all worried how long he's going to be in jail. Don't worry, he's already back home and they're already... uh, Happily ever after? Exactly. So So I guess I should ask him for a a cop... uh, uh, I'll send them a copy of the book if they want one. Why? He didn't give a good address for the courts. Why would he give you a good address for the free book? <laughs> well, if it gets returned, we'll know he's guilty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, missed, uh, little traffic infractions, you're not going to be in there long. Misdemeanors, you could be in there a little while, but with all the jail overcrowding. Um, murder, Jim, you're in there for like a week. Jim being with the sheriff's department knows with all the overcrowding and cutbacks, even misdemeanors. First, they're luckily to even prosecute a misdemeanor. Number two, if you're in jail for a misdemeanor, you're out in no time. It's the felonies are going to do, you know, a little bit of time. And I can't see someone getting hooked on a seven hundred dollar warrant. I don't. I, I remember when we wouldn't even take them at all for under oh, what fifteen. Oh, Let here me we tell go. you another I, story I, I, I about that. 
Here's Good here. I got to tell you a story about Ed and Warrens. <laughs> Ed, <laughs> fifty dollars. Oh, you're going to jail. Oh, less, we less started. Than that. Less than that. We we would start our shift <laughs> what, at five o'clock. Stats Ed, a stat. Ed, <laughs> yeah, right. Let me finish. Stat, Ed hated being on the street so much that the minute we went ten eight, he would. I mean, it was like clockwork. Within a minute, twenty nine on four. I mean, you would just. He would find a group of people or stop a car and start running them out. If it was a $25 warrant, that guy's going to jail. Awesome. Ed, Ed figured that it would get him off the street for at least two hours. No, no, you're you're kind of you're kind of blowing that. That was you trying to get into the canine car with the dog, take you two hours to get out the back lot. <laughs> no, we didn't have a booking officer. We didn't have a booking officer, so Ed would uh, you'd be gone for a couple hours. Well, no, I, I wasn't that bad, but I mean, Hit you know. Starbucks over in Mar- uh, the, the jail city and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then he'd, then he'd come. What city was that? <laughs> I almost spit one out there. <laughs> and then he'd come back and do it all over again. Uh, well, you know, we had you... stats back in those days where we, we, you know, I wanted to be the leader of the uh, squad, so I wanted to make sure I had the most arrests. It didn't matter if we had misdemeanors, felonies, <laughs> warrants, or, or in, you know, felony and custodies. It was, it was a stat, so I'd pop thirty or forty warrants a month, and I'd be the top dog of the, of the. Uh, they're you know. not stats, Ed. They're performance evaluations. Well, before goals. they, and that that was before profiling too. But I mean, it's uh, we're talking way back in the early nineties. Hey, right? I see one. Confirm the charge. Uh, that'll be uh, fishing without a license. No, Ed, Ed had no, one I, for dog walking. <laughs> parking dog parking in a school zone. Yeah, that was back when I had to, had the SO do a hand check, and it came over to thirty two dollar dog tag. <laughs> point, so. oh, Dude, this ain't your day. <laughs> so I hooked and booked the old bad boy. I took him back down. To, you know, I sided him out, but uh, it was a stat. Thirty two bucks is a stat. It was it's a, ju- it's a judge's order to take that person into custody, and I have to a obey that word of the judge. It's a stat. And meanwhile, the guy that has to cover Ed's beat while Ed's doing the little uh, doggy ticket thing gets the uh, the major paper out of Ed's beat. <laughs> Dude, that that totally Dude, sucks could, for could you. you see being an inmate in room nine being booked, and and you look to your right, and there's this clown with red dye all over him from the money exploding, and <laughs> and you say, "Hey, bozo, what are you in here for?" And the guy says, "Oh, bank robbery." Then you ask this big dude to your left, what are you in here for? And the guy says, murder. And then they ask you what you're in there for, uh, walking my dog without a license. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard that happen, or at least almost that, working the jail. What are you in here for? A uh, parking ticket. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it, was a, it was a numbers game. Ed arrested me. <laughs> I, I can remember a tug of war in the backseat of the, uh, the patrol car trying to get a body out of one door to the other because the other guy wanted the arrest stat and we're tug of war on this guy in the back seat who's going to take him into custody because he had a felony warrant we, that, that had kept us like Mark says busy for a couple hours he's mine but, uh, mine mine exactly. <laughs> you guys <laughs> guys let me just go do something else, and uh, you can arrest me twice. There you go. Well, the unit fighting with another unit at night. <laughs> please answer up to dispatch. We have a concerned citizen calling. Somebody please call us. We don't know what the hell's wrong with you guys. See, now, in a situation like that, if one cop is first to ask a citizen for help, and then they kick the other cop's ass, is that lawful for the <laughs> citizen to, to aid the first officer? <laughs> Sergeant, it's 35 bucks. A stat is a stat. That's all I got to say. There it so, is. 
So, Jim, you saw this thing uh, last night when I posted it up. This is this uh, totally sort of off the subject of police, but very cool since we have motorcycle people listening to this. It was a Yamaha, right? Uh, no, sadly, it was a BMW, but, fully, but it wasn't a Harley. Fully outfitted firefighting vehicle. Very cool. It has to be the coolest thing I've seen in a while. So there's going to be. Age. There would be. There's a link to a video on the site. It's of course in in the UK because they do everything much cooler over there. But Dude, and they were using it at a vehicle crash that turned into a vehicle fire. It was yep. awesome. And they used and that. It's all. All that thing is is basically a fancy pressure washer with water on board. But man, it has foam and the whole deal. So who rolls an engine anymore? Just ride your bike. You're you're good to go. See now, if it had been a Harley, they never would have been able to get the fire pump started. <laughs> Citizens would have been in an uproar saying, do something, do something. I can't. I just slipped. I can't. It's a Harley. I slipped yeah. on Yamaha and, oil. I can't get yeah. it. <laughs> it could have been a Yamaha because they use those just for mosquito fogging. Oh, man. But, no, that is a pretty cool new tool in the arsenal for fire department. Um, they've been doing EMS and a bunch of other stuff on uh, on motorcycles in the U.K. for a long time. So I, I think the main issue is to get through traffic quickly, which is – which is a good point. I yeah, mean, you just don't want to be on the gurney that the motorcycle's towing. Oh yeah, that's that would be a bitch. Okay, so did you uh, say the B word on the radio. I just did. Well, that's female dog too. So yeah, and uh, yeah, never mind. So twelve dollar prison memberships for NAACP. Somebody gave this uh, item to us. Uh, feel free to discuss it. I'm not touching this with like a ten foot pole. Ed, I, I think I sent it to you. I just I thought it was very nice of them to offer such a discount to to their uh, people who want to join. So I believe that the normal membership is what the normal membership is like double that. How much did you pay? Ed? How much did you pay? <laughs> oh, so Ed Ed paid, paid thirty dollars. Ed paid thirty dollars. <laughs> no, for me it's fifty dollars. No, but uh, you're a supporter, and so you're like a vendor. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I sell memorabilia for them. That's all. Greg, can you put Ed's website out there for everyone? <laughs> yeah, Ed's on a membership drive. Yeah, no kidding. It's a yeah, no, thing. I, I just thought it was pretty interesting that you would uh, you would actually get members out of the prison. Yeah. That's a stat. That is pretty interesting. <laughs> a membership's a membership? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. No matter how you get one, I guess it is. Yeah, and they vote cool. in prison, too. So <laughs> They buy houses in prison. Well, they get Social Security in prison, too. Go to the Social Security website. It says, if you're in prison, please click on this link. So yeah, we, I mean, we discussed that last time. Sex with uh, clowns in prison. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> For free. Well, so I've read. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... So that's just uh, so you were just telling us that because that's that's good news for any, anybody who wants to join that's in prison, right? Absolutely, I mean, yeah. it, gives, it gives them a break, and they, you know you don't have to put too much money on their books to get them, uh, you know, a membership at the NAACP. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, so you know, here it is highly recommending membership, right? You could get Absolutely. an N, you can get the NAACP membership and like twelve Twix bars for twenty bucks. You're good to go. Right, right, awesome. right. And if you it's order like, now, we have a special where you get a free pair of clown shoes when you order <laughs> the next 50 <laughs> Well, it used to be three Snickers bars for a puff off a cigarette, but I don't know what it is now. Wow. I think I think inflation has hit the jails because I think it's higher than that now. Is it? Yeah, that was back in the uh, early 90s when I was working the uh, pods. <laughs> so, Mark, you brought up this uh, FBI warns of new cell phone scam that targets your bank account. Do you want to talk about this one? This one is actually kind of complex. 
I'll let you cover it since you got it right in front of you. I don't have a right, right in front so, of you. Yeah, but that is interesting. So the FBI is warning consumers to be on the alert for scammers who tie up their phone lines while emptying their bank accounts. So basically, it's called a telephone denial of service attacks. They're similar to ones that have been used by hackers for years to crash websites by basically flooding them with too much internet traffic. Uh, but uh, high-tech criminals are now using automated dialing programs and multiple accounts to overwhelm the phone lines of unsuspecting consumers and small and medium-sized businesses. Man, I, I this would be curious because we got some weird calls at our place. So this part's for Jim. Uh, the denial of service calls, which can include dead air, advertisements, or phone sex menus are actually diversionary tactics designed to tie up the phone line and while the lines are busy, the fraudsters impersonating the victims raid their bank accounts, online trading, and other money managed, uh, other money management accounts through their phones, which is really scary. So, to give you an idea, my phone, which is a smartphone, has the ability to tie into my bank, all of my accounts, if I download the applications for it, all this different stuff. So, this is a entirely new yet unexplored security breach when it comes to banks. And I I don't think banks are doing enough about it. But let's see. What else do we well, got? Well, the criminals so- are always one step ahead, and they, they figure out when they... <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that? Your bedroom? Yeah, that, that was the dead air of Jim hunting that down. That was out of the uh, sex toys box. Yeah, no kidding. Here, honey, put on the clown nose. I'll give you a blow. Well, that looks. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah don't put that one. Up. The same city that Mark was talking about. Hey, I, I found a section by the way too. It's PC one fifty. One fifty. 150. Every able-bodied person above 18 years of age who neglects or refuses to join the posse comitatus or power of the county by neglecting or refusing to aid and assist in, in taking or arresting any person against whom there may be issued any process or by neglecting to aid and assist in retaking any person who, and yada, 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 you'll be fined uh, uh, $50. Oh no, <laughs> dude! It costs more than fifty bucks to do the print and the penal code. <laughs> fifty bucks—that's that's no. A- it's uh, let's just say here it says it's punishable by fine, not less than fifty dollars, and more than a thousand. Oh, but it is. A, there is a section in there. It's a misdemeanor. Is it a misdemeanor? So. Yeah, it's a misdemeanor. Wow, man, that would screw my day. Yeah. So, Possibly. any 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 able-bodied peace officer telling you that in uh, uniform, you're supposed to assist them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that is yeah. that is kind of interesting and kind of scary. Honestly. It's a very uh, lightly used section, I would say. Especially where Mark and I used to work, or where I used to work. I wouldn't dare call anybody over to help me. They'd hit me on the back of the head with something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so this it's is... a schoolcraft asshole, the one that arrested me for walking my dog about a tent. Screw you, schoolcraft. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's that turd who arrested me for thirty-two dollar warrant. Get him! <laughs> oh my! So schoolcraft, you're a very bad man. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. The show you takes one step forward and two steps back. Yeah, but, that was two steps back, but that's good. Well, pretty soon you're gonna have me talking about the exorcism I did on Halloween night, but we'll save that for later. Oh yeah, that's another show. Uh, I, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight wondering about that one. <laughs> 
it was. I think the statute of limitations is over with for me, so I could discuss it with you. But oh man, okay. So before we get to the exorcism, let's finish this FBI thing. So, are we doing an exorcism? Yes. <laughs> On the show. <laughs> Just so you knew, um, you were gone there for a while, picking up your clown nose. So we just want to get you back on what we're going to here. Basically, when Jim's listening to the 27 hours and answering the 27 hours of sex calls that's coming into his phone, somebody's draining his bank account. (laughs) Oh, boy. I don't even want to know what that last sound was. Hey, you got got sound effects from the Three Stooges? (laughs) It's what happens when you give Jim a smartphone. That's what happens. That's what, uh, you, that's what happens when you give a dumb person a smartphone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was kind of funny, Mark. All right. So, anyway, why don't you so close it up? In- all of this all of this starts with social engineering tactics at the beginning. Social engineering being that of being able to extract information from people, and they don't even know that they're giving that information up. So in various ways. We've, we've covered that where people are sending the spoof emails and... Have you seen things? Have you seen the commercial on TV that says, "Hey, this is not a real bank," and the people start going in there, and the guy starts asking him all these questions, like "Mother's yeah, maiden we'll give you five hundred dollars to open five, an yep, account." Five hundred bucks to open an account. Oh, by the way, is it uh, briefs or boxers? And the guy goes, right. uh, "Boxers." <laughs> yeah, it's amazing yeah. the personal information people give out, and what these people are doing with these phones is they're getting enough information where they're tying up the person's phone lines with, so the banks cannot verify. You know the the withdrawal amounts or whatnot, and then the crooks are calling the bank saying, "Hey, this is so and so. I authorize it." And you know, by the time you realize it, it's too late. So the, the crooks are always one step ahead. I saw on the news tonight, they're actually targeting uh, pharmaceutical now stuff. They're um, prescriptions. They're stealing information to get refills on Oxycontin, Vicodin, and a lot of the painkillers. I like Vicodin. And they're, and they're actually billing it to the, the patient's uh, I like Vicodin. record. 750. Yeah, they're stealing all that information, and they're now they're working on uh, all the painkillers. They're always one step ahead. So you're saying that they're tying up so that the bank or whoever cannot call them back and get the confirmation, correct? Correct. They're, they're, okay. that they're jamming the phone lines um, to where the bank is unable to get through, and then they're calling the bank and posing as the customer to ver- to authorize the uh, withdrawals. They are just awesome. so crafty. Yeah. Well, there's no lack of uh, smart ways to get around stuff. You, when you sit when you sit in jail for a long time. Oh. <laughs> Hey, Jim, do you have any bank stuff on your phone? Like, access your bank account? He's going to have to wade through all the porn stuff. I'll have to call him. I'll call him later. <laughs> it's like a cartoon in here. Jim, Jim could keep himself amused for hours. So, uh, Ed, uh, you gave us this thug report. I mean, he got me hooked on clowns. <laughs> I just... Can't wait to do a search for clowns after the show's over. <laughs> clowns riding Yamahas. Yeah. They have female Actually, if, if you Google clowns with big breasts, you'll probably come up with all kinds of stuff. Oh, I'm pretty yeah, sure I that's a fetish wait. somewhere. I can't wait. 
How about www.thugreport.com there, Ed? Here, let me uh, let me pull it up for you, and I'll read a couple of uh, the Yeah, the let's, let's hear the best from the Thug Report for this week, and we can round okay. the show out with that, because God help us, it's not getting any better. Okay, this is the one on uh, Locked Up Lohan, and I'm reading this off the Thug Report website. Drunk starlet, this is judge one too many times, gets 90 days in jails, plus 90 rehab, locks up. I like up. the sound effects there. <laughs> you do? That's the accent. Just, That's not sound yeah, effects. Accent, yeah. yeah. And then you want if you want thugorific videos, you can click here so you can see thugorific. What is, is what is the thug report? Uh, the thug report is like the Drudge report, but it's all it's about thugs. Ah, so basically anybody that's somewhat famous that is no, it's, it's just about it, it's about urban crime news straight from the hood. Nope. And that's exactly oh, what it says God. on the website. Yeah, uh, Brent, <laughs> since you live in a gated community, it's about undesirables. Got it. I don't know it's what the hood people, is. Brent. so bad, bad people. I get it. It's not, it's not the hood on the car, but anyway, they give you the body count here. It's a two, 2010 body count. L.A.'s got 160 dead. New York City, 237. Chicago, 250. You know, on down the line. And then they give you an explanation about the thug report. It's pretty interesting, actually. Somebody would take this time to go through all this stuff, and I'd just dying to know what their readership numbers are. But uh, it, It's probably disgustingly high. That's the amazing thing. Yeah. yeah, it says, New Seattle killer is slow learner. Well, I imagine so, because he was out killing people. He couldn't learn the right thing to do. You know? Wow, there are some winners on this website. Oh, I looked at that oh, website. There's, there's yeah. all kinds of stuff on there. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Funny. It's, it, you can laugh at it or you can cry. It does. It does. It definitely takes on the Drudge Report look, though. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Hey, Jim, I just sent you a message. Look at your screen. Oh, God. I can only imagine. The UGA athletic director is boozing and skanking. Uh, Polo Persnatcha. Uh, new, new sentencing for King Sinbad, whoever he is. What was the What was the number in Chicago? of? Oh, Chicago dead is 250 so far. Yeah, so they're talking... Oh, this was in 2008. So they said... Oh. 40, yeah, in 2008, 40 people shot in a span of 59 hours. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that, wasn't that recently? Uh, it says it was in April of 2008. They're talking about, they're, th- we'll talk about this next week, is this issue of people just basically blasting each other every day in Chicago. Well, and that's because they, don't, they, don't have, they have really tough gun laws there. I mean, How it's, many of those were people that got shot in the back of the head with a Pillsbury dough wad? <laughs> <laughs> they don't got many blondes that live in there, I guess. <laughs> this is a this is a the, the article. It's part of a three piece series, so we'll this, have to talk about that next time. This silence by Jim is dangerous. Oh no! It just means that some dumb noise will come out of the phone. That's what I'm saying. It's dangerous. He's <laughs> hunting for something. So so we can do this like this, Jim. How would you like to end the show? <laughs> Hang on, Mark sent me this link about clown breasts. <laughs> All I saw was a headline saying a clown chokes himself and grows female clown boobs. I'll be there in a minute. You guys you guys start. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> okay, so, I so on that note. Up. I didn't open it up. I don't know what it is. So Jim obviously opened up the article. Yeah, so now it's computer. I was watching a movie the other night, and they documented it. Well, probably watching a movie. No, they, they have a disorder called CMD. It's a chronic masturbation disorder. Oh, God, Jim's got that. (laughs) Ed's bringing it up, so maybe Ed has it, too. I think anybody who says they don't have it's lying. So... (laughs) Well, that that Viagra costs too much. I can't be doing that stuff anymore. (laughs) 
They could be a sponsor here. We could have this all covered. <laughs> they get Viagra and Cialis sponsored. I this told night. you, Brent, that'll get a rise out of you. Yeah, and you're close to the border. <laughs> we can get it for half the price. Yeah, I get a sneak pass in. Hope the Zeke doesn't away. So, uh, on, on the note the of the fact are. that Jim is going to be tied up for at least a minute, and yeah, I, think, uh, I think we're the only four listeners on the show anyway left. So, <laughs> well, you know, I really do this show only to listen to myself talk anyway. So, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> you okay there, Jim? Uh, I'm all right. Okay, good. So now that Jim's back, we can. I think uh, Jim's chair up. just slipped out from underneath. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. That's a terrible thought. I don't want to right. think about that for the rest of the evening. Thanks. Oh. Oh. Here's, here, here's another headline on the, on the Thug Report. Tacoma Killa in the pen. So that's, are uh, you reading yeah. it that way, or are you adding in your own little... No, uh, no, no, no. I'm reading it just the way it's spelled. Tacoma Killa in the pen. Yeah. In the pen. In, in the, the pen? K, in the pen. And it's Killa. It's K-I-L-L-A. Mm. So the Killa in the pen. So you're saying that this Thug Report might be poking fun. Well, that or they don't know how to spell. One or okay. The other. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be both. Ambulance thief in the pen. <laughs> <laughs> Ambulance. <laughs> Ambulance. Let's not uh, go there. Yeah, let, let's change. We're not going to go there. So, so I, I'm going to say it, we got. Uh, we'll move a few things to next week. A um, couple local stories. Uh, the concealed carry thing we'll go into just for one last time. And Why don't then, we uh, cover a couple of topics out of the book? We've kind of gotten away from covering will, some of the topics. We'll throw a topic or two from the book in there. We will do that, and if anybody actually got a free copy of the book from us, because we've been sending them out, uh, and has a topic that you want to hear more about, why don't you go, uh, shoot us an email or post something on the site? Uh, you order a book now, Brent will throw in a pair of fake boobs that'll uh, include with the book. You order a book now, I might hand bring it to you in clown pants and fake boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might order a book just to see that. As long as we can have a freaking gun battle in your front yard, I'm good to go. So, you know, there, there needs to be more female clowns. Uh, I'm just Jim's saying. Like 10 minutes back. We'll, we'll, I'll send you some links, Jim. You'll be all good to go. So, uh, <laughs> so I think that's his new ringtone. Until next week, <laughs> go to our site, coptalk.info, where you can hear clown ringtones, Jim Lambert, Mark Lambert, and Ed. You Oh, I'm fitting to fall out here. That thing is totally out of control. <laughs> you know, when you watch fireworks, there's always the finale at the end. I think this is your finale. <laughs> well, good. Then we'll uh, we'll fade it out with music and make it all go away then. All right. All right. Stay safe. And, uh, stay away from Jim. Until next week and more hey, clown noises from Jim. Ed, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, fun too. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, and right, uh, up oh. with the Iron Warriors for Jim's comments and uh, tell them they're welcome back. Yeah, don't don't forget if there's anybody out there who rides Harleys, not Yamahas, and you're a cop or a firefighter and uh, you like good riding, look look us up, ironwarriors.com or ironwarriorsmcnation.com. And look yeah, for looking it up is going to be all you can do because Lord knows you won't be able to actually ride with them. But, oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you won't be able to start it up. Or, <laughs> or you could join Jim's group. Pull it up on the website and read about it. 
you could join Jim's group, the AARP Gold Wing Riders of America. <laughs> and they usually get towed by our trikes anyway, so. Oh. Anyway, we'll see you all next week. Stay safe. He could Stay always safe. ride on the back. He could ride on the back of Ed's bike. <laughs> Only if he wears a clown suit with big boobs. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, see everybody next week. All right, see ya.